All righty. Hey, everyone. This is our, our podcast. We have a podcast now. I know. That is so cool. My name is David, or Pastor David of House of Rest Church. And I'm Sharon. I'm the wife. My beautiful wife. Thanks, honey. So we just want to welcome you to this podcast. Let them know how this started. It started as a... Well, it started with you actually doing the first devotional. And I remember people would hear my voice on the side. And on YouTube. Like, yes, on YouTube. And I finally started popping my head in, and one day I just sat down with you, and the rest is history. So here we are, Mm -hmm. doing devotionals every morning, and it has been such a blessing. So with that said, uh, please visit us at www.houseofrestchurch.com, and uh, we hope that you really enjoy it, because we can be a little crazy sometimes. Yeah, our whole reason is to be relevant, take a Bible truth, and make it relevant, Thank you so much, and enjoy this podcast. See you guys later. All right. We better go, because I don't want them to think we're crazy. We are crazy, though. Oops. Bye. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. I should actually do... I think people want me to bring back the countdown from 500. No, they don't, babe. I, th- I think they do. Don't assume. They all... That's, that's assumption. They want me to count down from 500. No, you don't, guys. Why are we drinking at the same time? Wake up. You made me thirsty. Oh my God. Good morning. I drink more water now. God bless you. Thank you for watching this YouTube or podcast. Well, you're not watching the podcast. You know what's bad? What? That I have not listened to the podcast yet. Like, seriously, I haven't even subscribed to it. I haven't even been able. I've been so busy, babe, that I haven't even been able to subscribe or anything. So, um, if you are on our YouTube, uh, we got a whole bunch of these daily videos we do Monday through Friday, our daily devotionals, plus our Bible studies on Wednesday. We go live, and on Sunday morning service, we go live. Amen. And sporadically along the channel, I have filmed a lot of Christian rap videos that you can find from different artists that are local that have asked me to do their videos. Um, what else do we have on there? The books. Random stuff about books. Random stuff about the aquarium I have. <laughs> yeah. Random stuff about Soul Riders, which is, which is our cycling team that we have or cycling group not team cycling team are you serious now you're making it sound like we're part of the of the what is it called the um the ones that the the oh the tour de france the tour de france (laughs) the tour de stockton yeah so um, but if this is uh something you like guys please give a thumbs up hi to the person that always gives a thumbs down love you man and um it keeps us balanced (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, sure uh, subscribe, you know, and most of all, please leave a comment. Yes. If you are listening to the podcast, make sure you follow it. That way you could always see. It's pretty cool. Not only is it us, but it's Pastor Carlos, it's Pastor Rick out of Reno, and pretty soon Pastor Thomas from Nigeria. Amen. And more later yeah. in the future. So I have a praise report, you guys. Can I share our praise report with them? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So or you don't I'm... wait till after. No, we can get into it. What do you want? You make me lose my enthusiasm Sorry. over it. That's not cool. Go ahead. Gosh. Anyway, so I want to share on Sunday after service, well, right when service was ending, 
you know, I just really, really had it in my heart to just have everybody from the church go outside. And I literally just wanted to hold hands around the parking lot because I thought, you know, looking at the church, I thought, well, there's enough people for us to gather around the around the parking lot, you know. And I asked everybody, can we please go outside and pray over our church and just pray over the back area and everything? Because there's just been a lot of attempted break-ins, a lot of, you know, just a lot of activity back there that was really, really negative. And um, and I just wanted us to pray as a church for our home because this is our home. This is all of our home, you know. And so as everybody started to go out, even the people look like multiplied, you know, it was like everybody held hands, even the children, everybody all around the whole back. And it wrapped all around to the front of the yeah. church. And it was just beautiful, beautiful. Um, and then, you know, David, myself and and Pastor Lydia and Al, um, we just began praying down in the parking lot and everywhere and just, you know, speaking life into our church and speaking life into you know, the, the environment, the foundation, the people that walk in, the neighborhood for our neighbors, for everybody that surrounds that whole area. Because it's it's an area where there is a lot of um unfortunate less unfortunate there. Um a lot of drug a lot of drug activity. A lot of drug addicts. Just a lot, you know, and you know, we found, you know, needles in the back. We have found all kinds of really bad stuff. And, you know, so I was like Let's pray because we really needed a fence and we've been wanting a fence and all of that. And um, so I was like, okay, Lord, you know, we picked up $288 for the fence, um, which was really, really good. And and then today something's been tugging at my heart and something told me, call the landlord, call and talk to the owner. And I did. I called him during my lunch and I said, you know, hey, Tim. And I said... He says, hey, Sharon, I said, listen, there's just been a lot of activity, a lot of things going on in the back. And it's been really hard, you know, um, to to deal with all of this and everything. And he says, man, Sharon, he goes, I'm sorry that you guys are going through this. He says, you know what? He's like, I'm going to get my contractor out there. We're going to go measure. And you know what? Well, I'll take care of it, you know. And and so he wasn't going to put barbed wire on. But I was like, listen, um, how about if we give you the money we picked up and can you add barbed wire too and everything? And, you know, that's God, that's answered prayer. You know, we all got together and prayed over this and God just stepped in and, you know, he's like, I'll be there right away. I'll be there tomorrow. Have David meet Mm -hmm. me. We're going to do the measurements. The contractor's going to go with me and we're going to go ahead and get this done. And, I was like, Lord, is that all I had to do was ask? Yeah, you, you know, real quick, what's interesting, this is a perfect example <laughs> for this, is I was just preaching and I said a lot of times God will bless us in a way that we didn't expect it coming. Yeah. For instance, I was talking to somebody that does fence and he says, well, the price for fence, brand new. They come in 25 foot rolls and they're $250 each and I and we needed 80 feet, Yeah. right? So that's already $1,000. He goes. That's besides the poles, and that's besides the man. The man because uh, it's on concrete. It's mm-hmm. not going in dirt, and that's besides the slats, the the privacy slats. And and so he goes. I'm just telling you. He goes. I have some rolls here, but I'm telling you, if you buy this stuff new, he goes. This is what it's going to cost. And I'm like, oh, our three hundred ain't going to do nothing. You know that we've gathered. You know. So here's the thing, right? We pray for the finances to get a fence, and God 
provides it anyways, not the way we thought. So mm-hmm. it's a perfect example to share with you guys how when you pray for something or you're asking God for something, doesn't necessarily mean you know exactly how it's God's going to provide it. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So it's perfect, you know, and um, and that's exactly the way God works. I just wanted to use that as a good example. Yeah, that's awesome. Is don't ever get it set on your mind exactly how you want God to do it, because God operates way above our thoughts. Amen. And way above our ways. Yeah. And so the, the matter of the fact is, I could care less about gathering the money. It's the fence that we needed, and God's like, I will make it happen. I'm going to give you guys the fence. Yeah, yeah. I will make it happen. You and know? you know, and then I was talking to the contractor too, and he says that he doesn't suggest the privacy stuff. So mm. they're just going to because it actually keeps people in, and and if anything, oh. so we're not going to do that, which is awesome. I'm I'm good with that. Oh, because if somebody gets in, mm-hmm. then they're hidden. In yes, there. and I love that this is going to be done by by his contractor I and get everything it. because we know that. It's going to be done professionally. It's yeah. going to be done right, which it would have been done yeah. anyways. Well, the, let, but it would have taken us longer. Well, let me say this. The owner builds buildings. So yeah, he's, he's not just a landlord. He mm-hmm. built He built that building. He built that building that we're in. So, yeah. And he loves... He went in there when we first moved in, and he was just really, really happy with what we had did. How we transformed How it. We we're, transformed and we're not done. It. No, and we're still not done. We still have yeah. a lot to do, but... You know, as far as it is now, he's just very happy yeah. with with the outcome, and he loves that we're there. So I wanted to share that, give you guys a praise report because I know a lot of a lot of our family, you know, church family, our relevant Bible talk family. You guys are all there, and you guys are always constantly, you know, praying for us and praying for us together and collectively and individually. So thank you. Thank you for praying with us, you know, and God met, has met that need, yeah. which is nice. You know, I, I know a lot of times we mention people, and and I'm not here to mention a whole line of people, but I don't know why. I have it in my heart to mention Tramel. Oh, yes. Brother, I just want to speak life into you, that whatever whatever life brings you, whatever, I don't know, maybe today's a good day, maybe today's a bad day, but I just want to speak life into you, that you have mm-hmm. people that love you, not only us, but God loves you. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He is mm-hmm. always there with you. Everywhere you're at, he is right there like a best friend that will never turn his back on you. Amen. I just wanted to share that real quick. Amen. Yeah, um, we love all you guys. So. so, you guys ready for the scripture yes, of the day? let's do this. Uh, let's. I wanted to go to two scriptures, but let me see. The first one, I think, should be... Um, where is it at? Oh, I want to start with Luke. Luke? Okay. Well, wait, what's the other one? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Luke. Okay. Luke 19, 41. And let me set this scenario here. Now, you guys know Israel, in Israel, Jerusalem is called the holy city. Actually, people from all around the world call Jerusalem the holy city. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was the holy city. It was the city of David. It, it was it was where David reigned as king. You know. You think you're pretty cool, huh? Look at him using his bookmark. Oh, you. Sorry. You rubbed against the mic, so if it sounded really loud, sorry. It's my fault. It was denim, denim rubbing on a microphone. But um, Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, and it's the holy city. It's mm-hmm. the it's where the temple of God is at. 
right? Uh, Jerusalem was also the place where Abraham in Old Testament was going to sacrifice Isaac. Mm -hmm. And actually, mm -hmm. on that rock is exactly where the temple sat. Wow, so it has awesome. so Jerusalem had great significance for Israel. And because of that it was a great of great significance to Jesus. Yeah. Is that and, up in Mount Moriah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mount Moriah. So here on Luke 19:41, just one verse and then we're going to jump to a different part of the gospels. Mm -hmm. It says this. Now as he drew near, he saw the city and he wept over it. This 41 separate uh well yeah the yeah. first one it's this is the message david reads out it out of the new king james version and i'll be reading out of the message luke nineteen forty one. when the city came into view he wept over it yeah that was small nice yeah and then i want to go to this next part and then we're going to talk about it this next part is in matthew same scenario but matthew described it a little more in detail mm -hmm. okay in verse Matthew twenty three, thirty seven. Okay. Got it? Mm -hmm. It says this. I'm going to read 37, 38, and 39, I believe. Yeah, that's the way it is here. Jesus says this. As Jesus is weeping, you got to understand, it doesn't say crying. It says mm -hmm. weeping. weeping. Weeping is what you hear at a funeral. Yeah. It's a different type of it groaning. Is, it is an anguish. Yeah, it's an anguish. And he comes to see Jerusalem, and he's in anguish. And in the middle of those tears, he says this. He says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Wow. In the message, it says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, murderer of prophets, killer of the ones who brought you to God's news. How often I beg to embrace your children the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you wouldn't let me. And now you're so desolate, nothing but a ghost town. What is it there left to say? What is there left to say? Only this. I'm out of here soon. The next time you see me, you'll say, oh, God has blessed him. He's come bringing God's rule. So he sees the holy city. He's weeping in anguish. And he's like, you kill the prophets. You killed everybody that I sent. I feel like he weeps in anguish now with everything that's taking place now. So my question, though, is if we're supposed to have the heart of Christ. And we should weep as well. Do we have anguish over our neighborhoods? Yeah. Over our cities? You know, and, and do we feel something? Or a lot of times people get saved and forget about everybody else. I think, you know... Jesus had such a, a sense of urgency. It always makes your face white. Oh, sorry. Yeah, see. Jesus had such a sense of urgency because he knew that day was coming. Yeah, the day of reckoning. Yeah, the day of reckoning. And I feel a lot of the times we're almost like sleepwalking. We're almost like just so comfortable. Mm -hmm. And there's no urgency because we think like, oh, we can leave that for tomorrow. Oh, we can do that another day. But the thing is, is that we have to have that sense of urgency 
You know, we have to, because if we don't, then what is the motivation that yeah. we have? There's no motivation. And I think that's... There's so, no anguish. There's none. There's nothing. You know, there's so much that, that can be said, you know, like, like for instance, ever since that interview in Los Angeles, I have had so many emails and I, I answer them to the best of my ability. It, it's hard because... It's like it's not like it's somebody that's down the street or down the freeway to say, you know what, let's meet up, man. Because there's people that have written that that are broken, yeah. and and they're all over the states and all over you know different places. And I'm just like, my God, this need is yeah. insane. It's it so is. overwhelming of people that were in the lifestyle that I was in, or maybe a lifestyle I wasn't in. You know, people that are in addiction or alcoholism, which I wasn't, but uh, you know. It just overwhelming to see the need. I'm just like, this is this is crazy because that interview only it only has. I mean, you would say it's a lot. Thirty, it's at thirty nine thousand views right now, almost mm-hmm. hitting forty. And you think that's a lot, but really, I mean, if you think of this whole world, yeah, not even the the Oakland Stadium. It's a fraction of one percent. The Oakland Stadium mm-hmm. holds sixty five thousand. Yeah. So that small of people. Are, and there's and, and the few let's say that's only one percent that actually wrote. Yeah. And I'm just like God. You need to send people. You need to raise up people, Lord God, that'll speak your name. Raise up people that'll walk in 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 your after your walk that'll yeah. follow you that will rise up to the occasion. You know, and, and it's like He cried over Jerusalem. What makes us think He doesn't cry over our cities, like yeah. you said? Yeah. Absolutely. I think we, even, even those of us who are believers, you know, I think we've become a little bit too frivolous. Frivolous is, uh, um, bien lento. I guess you would say very, very slow, very easy with nonchalant, nonchalant with our prayers, you know, and God wants us to, to pray, to pray with, with just not that anguish, but pray with that heart to, that you already know, you're already believing, you already know that God is capable of doing it. But he's saying, ask me and you shall receive. Yeah. But you got to ask, you got to ask, you know, what is it that you want? Do you want your sister saved? Do you want your kids saved? You know, what do you want from me, daughter? What do you want from me, son? He's asking. It's not that he won't do it regardless, but he wants to hear our voice. He wants to hear us. And sometimes... We're just too timid or we're too frivolous to ask for the things that we should already be out there conquering because it belongs to us. Our cities belong to us. Our homes belong to us. Our children belong to us. Why? Because he's entrusted our kids to us. Could you believe that God loved you so much? For those of you that have children, for all of us that have children, he loves us so much that he entrusted us with his children. Yeah. And let us be the guardians on this earth. You know how special that is? Yeah, because when my <laughs> kids were little, I didn't let just anybody watch my kids. You know. Like and and but yet he trusts us so much that he lent us our little those little souls. Yes. Yeah, that's that's that, heavy. That's that is heavy. That's really, really heavy for him to be like, you know. I named this this little person and I gave them life and I gave them breath and everything and they're coming so innocent, but I need you to take care of them. Can you take care of this for me? It's like Jesus coming and saying, 
I can you do you think you can watch them today? You know, I'll, I'll, let, let's take <laughs> this. Heavy. Let's take this deeper. Wow. Okay. He trusted us with the soul that he has no idea if we would lead that soul back to him. And that soul will be lost for eternity. Okay. That's you giving your child to somebody, not knowing if that person will even bring your child home ever. That's having faith in that person. I don't know how we got on children, but I just want to talk about that for a little bit. Um, a lot of times we we think... We take them to a new daycare or something. We, we think we love our kids. <laughs> and to a certain extent, of course, we do. But if you want to truly love your kids, yes, we want to make sure they're fed. That's loving them. Making sure they're clothed. That's loving them. Making sure they're safe. That's Yes, all those things are loving them. But if we're not feeding their soul and bringing them back to the Lord... All you're doing is taking care of the outside, and the inside will be eternally lost. What good is it if your kids have a good education if they're lost, if they don't know about Christ? What good is it if they have name brand clothes or new clothes if they're going to be lost? What good is are all those things if they if they if there's play no spiritual nutrition? Exactly, there's no spiritual nutrition. It's almost like you know they're walking around really dead. They're walking yeah. around dead inside. Because they haven't learned what it is to pour in the, the, the root of the nutrients within their body that's going to fortify them, that's going to give them life, that's going to, you know, just give them that nutrition to live a very, very good spiritual life. You know, this Bible is, I doubt this is real leather, but it looks like leather. <laughs> Imagine me taking care of this, cleaning it, getting leather conditioner making sure that the outside is nice it's clean dust it's it's dust free you know but the insides i treat like garbage Hmm. see when we take care of our kids materialistically all you're doing is taking care of this now tell me what is the bible is the bible what kinds of stuff are falling out i know is the bible this or is the bible this yes see this is the part we ignore of our kids and we just take care of this you know, and what are we really truly doing? You know, what are we truly doing, guys? And it's like Jesus wept over the city. And, and here's the thing that, that I'm thinking now. He weeps over the city. He, that means he has compassion. He has anguish for a city. But what, yet, what's the next thing he says? He says, you've killed my prophets. You, yeah, you've killed my prophets, the ones who bring the news of, of me. Yeah. So yet, yet he still has a heart. Yeah. So... The very people he sends to them to give him life, they killed them. And they were about to kill him, but yet he weeps over it. But you know what's what's so crazy? It's like I've seen that so much more. I mean, you know that I've never been into the social media thing or anything until I started doing these. these, um, Welcome to my world. (laughs) I know, right? Until I started doing these devotionals with him. I didn't even want to be in front of the camera. That's why you guys would always hear my voice at the beginning all the way to the side, you know, um, and I wouldn't even be in front, but he's like, just sit with me, let's do this, you know, and I was like, okay. And then I finally got the reality, how ugly people can be, how their hearts are. And then as much as, as much as my flesh wants to be like, they're horrible, they're this, they're that, and say all of that, it's like Jesus is showing me they're lost. They're just broken people. They're broken, they're lost, they have no love for themselves. And, and then on top of that, it's like they're blind. 
And do you remember that time when they told me, when they told me that if I didn't have the surgery that I was going to lose all my sight Mm -hmm. and my eyesight got so bad. And one day I sat while he was inside of a, a bicycle shop I had just had this um, procedure done where it kind of left me so bad. My eyes were so bad and I can hardly see. And they had already told me that I had lost my peripheral sight. And I was like, well, and I sat in that car and I closed my eyes. And I thought to myself and I was listening and I was like, wow, this is what a blind person, you know, it's like, you can hear, you can see, and you can do all of that, but you really don't know. No, you can't see. You mean? I mean, not see. You can hear. You can taste. You can hear. You can do all of that. Like, you can hear what's going on around yeah. you, but you really don't know yeah. because you're blind. You know? And I just yeah. thought to myself, this is what people, cruel people, what people that just can be so outspoken and say things that can be hurtful and everything the people that can mock the things of god the people that can mock jesus is because they're blind they don't know you know like and i want to speak to you because like you said you know there's people that say ugly things and horrible things but i want to remind you that just a few days ago um years back somebody said something really really bad about me and he was a known rapper yeah and what happened he reached out to me He's seeking God and basically asked for my apology because I didn't come back harsh. I didn't come down to the same level and I spoke life to him back then. And then I just let it go. And what happened? He said that he was anguished. He was bothered for a long time by what he said about me. Yeah. And and I moved on, yeah. you know, because I don't let, I didn't let that give me strength. So we have to feel anguish for the person because I, I've said this story before, and I'll say it again for those of you that are new. I grew up in the country, and it was me and my cousin, my Theo Hank, that lived down the street, and mm-hmm. all of us cousins would play because we were we were on the country, but their house was the nearest one to us, and they had fig trees, so I always would go get the figs off the mm-hmm. tree and just eat them right then and there. Anyways, they were, they had a little dog that we loved. We loved that dog, you know, cutest little dog. And one day a car came and hit him, and hit him in the mouth. His, his jaw was shattered, and he was just laying there on the street, basically dying. And this dog was so loving. And um, we, were, we, we were crying. We were kids. So we were trying to take the dog out of the street so another car wouldn't come. All of us kids were standing around this little dog. We were not going to move, even if a car came. Yeah. And um, the dog, when we would get close to it, would start growling. Like it was wanted to bite us, yet it couldn't. It, its face was shattered. Yeah. And um, I say that to say this, is that a lot of times when people bark and bite at you, it's because they're shattered. Yeah. And when anyone gets close, their guard goes up because they've been hurt and rejected and betrayed so much that all they know how to do is lash out. That beautiful little cute dog, all it knew in its last moments of life was to lash out. Yeah. You know, and, you know, my dad had to call my dad. My dad took it out of its misery. And, and out in the country, we didn't we didn't even know uh, vets existed, you know. And, and my dad's had to take down a few dogs that, uh, that you know, would get hit, you know. And he would take it out of his misery. That was the best thing you could do, you know. And uh, But 
Yeah, and that. So when I see people say things or whatever to me, I, I see that little puppy because at one point this person that is spewing poison, they were somebody's little baby. That was they. They were somebody's daughter, somebody's son, somebody that took their first step. And and unfortunately, what if nobody was excited about those things? Yeah. What if nobody loved on them on those? Things? We don't know. We don't know people's situations because hurt people, right, hurt people, to hurt people. Yeah. yeah. And and I know that, and you know I, I misery likes company. Yeah, it's you the know same saying, exactly. Yeah. And it's taken me a long time to learn that. I planted the church nine years ago, you know, and even well, I learned pretty quick recently. Yeah, and even though Sharon, you you know, you've been a believer longer than I have, and she's been in leadership, but I don't think she expected what she expected when she came because she not only married a pastor, but Sir Dino and all the, with the and past. all and all the baggage that comes with that, you know. Yeah. So and I all of a sudden became this horrible person because of the man that I married and everything. And at the beginning, I won't. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was. I didn't know how to take it. But then, you know, people were trying to. Um, well, what do you have to say? And you know, you don't know the word. You don't know this. You don't know that. And you know, I thought to myself, I. I don't need to prove myself to anybody because you know what? The fact that I have life and I'm breathing and the fact that I'm the person that I am and where I've come from is enough. It should be enough Mm -hmm. because God did miracles in my life and I shouldn't be sitting here, you know, and I don't need to prove anything to anybody. And when somebody says, well, why don't you answer this? You know, your husband's music did that and your husband's music. And I said, you know, Here's the thing. Nobody can, if somebody, if you hold a gun to your head, you pull the trigger, whose choice? It's your choice to let go of that trigger and not do anything to harm yourself. So we can't go blaming and justifying other people for the choices that somebody makes because there's going to be bad things all around this world, throughout this whole world. And we have to make a choice and stand firm on our choice, whether we're going to be part of that or we're not. Yeah. You know? It's a weak argument. I remember years ago, somebody sued McDonald's because they were fat. Yeah, I know. I remember the supersize, the supersize movie came right Yeah, well, that, that's not the that. case. But yeah, yeah. you're going to sue McDonald's because like somebody forced you to go and go through that drive through and order a Big Mac, even right? though Big Macs are good, you know, but it's been a while since I ate one. But, yeah, me too. You know... Hurt people hurt people, guys. And here's the thing, though. Regardless of that, I'm bringing this back to the scripture, is regardless of that, Jesus knew that Jerusalem killed his prophets, yet he still wept for the city. So if we're going to be Christ-like and people have hurt you or me or whatever, we still have to weep for the city and that doesn't mean weeping over buildings it's the people that are within that city because people just don't know and they're blind and you know and you know what happens when all of that happens because we kind of touched on that subject a little bit it it kills a person's dreams it kills their thoughts and that kills the the fact that god has blessed us with an amazing gift and sometimes we still don't know what that gift is but god has blessed you with something and what it does it it actually cuts that gift and the ability and the capability and the confidence, the encouragement, it cuts everything. And see, when we're cut from that 
you know, when we let others come in and distract us, when we let the negativity of others weigh us down, when we have all of that, it's almost like an anchor has been put and you can't move forward on the things that God has called you, Mm -hmm. you know, because you have all this stuff weighing on you and just weighing on you. And God is calling you to do more than just allowing yourself to be to sit there and have this anchor on you because other people are thinking a certain way over you. You got to be able to know that you have a choice and the strength to pull that anchor up and be like, you know what? I'm going to keep moving. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. We just got to live above things. You know what I mean? And, yeah, we do. <laughs> um, I just live my life. I'm joyful. I'm thankful. I could be incarcerated. Incarcerated. I could be six feet deep. Um, you know, and and I just live my life. And that's what we need to do is live our lives and, and weep for the city because the city doesn't know. So I think that's it, right? Yeah, I yeah. think that's good. You know, I do want to encourage so many of you. You know, I've these last few months, um, I have seen so many people with such amazing gifts and the ability to do so much, but they allow a lot of the things of the world to weigh them from being able to you know if god has placed something in your heart like really go out and do it like really go out and do it because there's there's a reason why he's called you for a time as this there's a reason why he's given you that gift um don't be afraid don't be timid don't be afraid just do it the moment you do it you're going to realize that it wasn't as hard as you thought he just wants you to take that first step into fulfilling what he's called you to do. And, you know, to be honest, you are going to come across so many that are going to keep you from fulfilling God's promise. But just do it. Just do it. Cool. Yeah. Well, guys, we love you guys. Have a good evening. We actually did this a little bit early today, which is nice. I love it again. Yeah. Make sure you, um, if you don't haven't gone yet, go to our website, www.houseofrestchurch.com. Also, Instagram is House of Rest, one word with no spaces, just House of Rest. You can find us on Facebook, House of Rest, mm-hmm. or House of Rest Church, maybe. I'm, House of I'm Rest not Church. Sure. Yeah. Is yeah. It? And um, thank you so much. And, if, you, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you follow our podcast. And I want to just give a just a shout out to a lot of the new people that have been chiming in because I get to watch while you're while you're doing the sermon and everything. Yeah. There's been so many of you new people, and I'm so blessed because I have new brothers and new sisters in Christ, and I just love it. You know, there's a young lady by the name of Alina. Alina. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm excited to get to know you, um, sis. I really am. Um, there's just so many new people, and I'm excited because I just feel like a lot of our relevant Bible Talk family that was already there, it's like they're making new, you know, making new friends and they're making new family. And I think that's beautiful because that's what we do. We're here to welcome Mm -hmm. everybody um, and just do this together. Let's pray for one another collectively and, you know, individually. Let's just do what we need to do and what we're called to do. Yeah. You know, I I was just looking at the stats today for a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, Just this last 28 days, we've had 225 new subscribers. So that's roughly 8 to 10 new subscribers every day, which... Isn't a lot, but if you really think about it, I want you to imagine 10 people sitting in your living room, and the next day, 
20 people, and the next day, 30 people, and the next day, 40 people. And the next day, we can't fit them all. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, that's a big deal for us guys, because our church in Modesto literally fits 140, 42 people. And I got to understand the weight of that, that when we put a sermon out, you know, it is so much potential out there that it can reach the gospel. Like this month alone, uh, collectively, our videos reached 22,000 views, 22,000 just in the last 28 days. That's awesome. Um, Because it said, uh, YouTube sent a thing said congratulations, because we average, it says, between 16 to 18,000 views a month, which is amazing. But it said this last month, it just bumped up, you know. So I just want to thank you guys for that. And welcome anybody that's new, that's watching. And make sure you share this, share it, share it. If, If you're getting something out of this, yeah. Um, just share it. Share and if it with you somebody. want to email, you know, we've given the email out before, housearrestchurch um, at gmail.com. Message us. You know, David David does get, you know, unfortunately I'm at work, but I do my best to read them. And, you know, ladies, I, I answer as well. David answers, you know. So feel free to email us, just even to just say hello or just, you know, yeah. anything. That would be great that we just, you know, keep in contact with everybody. I would love to. And yeah. those who are local, if you're local and maybe a weekend we can go have coffee or something. If you're a couple and you guys just want to sit down, you know, if you guys are getting married and you want somebody to marry you, anything, you know, we're here. This is what we're here for. This is mm-hmm. we're part of the body. We got to stick together and and do things together and encourage one another. So mm-hmm. reach out to us. And we're both logged into that because that's yeah. the church um, email. Mm-hmm. So if there's a sister out there. If you're emailing, just write on the, on the right to Sharon, yeah. you know, and she'll see it and she'll read it. That way, um, it's a way for you to get a hold of her. That way, if maybe you, you need some help or advice or anything, and it's not me, you know, just address it to her, you know. But it is the, the House of Rest Church email, so we both get it. Uh, yeah, and I, and I respect when somebody just says, you know, Brother David, I just tell him, hey, there's an email for you. And, oh, I see it because of yeah. notification. And, and on the subject, you know, if it says Sharon, he'll be like, there's a message for you. And, you know, right. we don't have to read each other, you know, because we know that sometimes there's that privacy and, and we respect that as well. Yeah. All right, guys. God All right, bless we you. We love you guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, babe. Stop.